Welcome back to The Boy from Splendora, Texas. The Rabbits, Episode 6. The next week was the Montgomery County Fair, and it was decided that Charlotte and I would show the rabbits in the fair. Virgil had a pen of chickens to show, and Gail made a red velvet cake that would be entered into the baked goods contest at the fair. This was my first time to show anything at the fair, so I didn't know what to expect. What I did know was that I got off the entire week from school and could spend it at the county fair along with Gail, Charlotte, and Virgil. That meant that I would be away from school for two weeks straight. I was so excited to get away, but would come to regret that when I got back to school. Monday, March 24th, rolled around. Gail and Charlotte loaded up in Mama's 1972 green Ford Galaxy 500 along with Gail's cake and headed to the Montgomery County Fairgrounds on the outskirts of Conroe, Texas. Mama had borrowed Gina's pickup. Virgil and I loaded the two pens of rabbits and his pen of chickens into the bed of the truck along with mine and Virgil's red wagon and then Mama, Virgil, and I headed to the fairgrounds. Mama backed Gina's truck out onto FM 2090 and we headed west. We went through town and I looked at all of the students going to school as we passed by and was elated that I didn't have to be there. We continued down FM 2090 until it dead-ended into FM 3083 in Grangerland. Mama made a right turn and followed FM 3083 eventually crossing over FM 105, then Loop 336, and we finally made a right turn onto Airport Road in Conroe, where the fairgrounds were. Mama followed signs that led us to the exhibitor's area, and I spotted the Galaxy 500 with Charlotte and Gail standing next to it. Mama pulled in alongside of them, put the truck into park, and the three of us got out. Charlotte, Mama began. I want you and Wallace to load the rabbit cages onto that wagon and head to the rabbit tent. I'll join you in just a little bit. Charlotte and I headed to the back of the truck, opened the tailgate, took out the wagon, and then the rabbit cages. Virgil, Mama continued, grab onto one side of that chicken cage and I'll grab the other end and let's go register your chickens. Gail, I'll be back and go with you to get your cake registered. Charlotte started pulling the wagon while I held onto the rabbit cages to keep them steady. As we approached a gate and the chain-link fence, we were stopped by a guard who asked us our names. The guard looked through several sheets on the clipboard he was carrying and finally spotted Gibbs, Charlotte, and Gibbs, Wallace on the area under the rabbit show. Okay, the rabbit tent's over there, the guard said as he pointed to a tent on his left. Charlotte began pulling the wagon towards the tent, and I continued to keep the cages steady. At the entrance to the tent, we were greeted by another adult who directed us to the cages set aside for the participants. Charlotte and I made our way to where we were directed. Sure enough, there were two cages side by side that had Gibbs, Charlotte and Gibbs, Wallace on them. Charlotte and I each placed our rabbits in their pens. You stay here, and I'm going to go fill up the water bottles, Charlotte said. 
Okay, I said as I watched her disappear around the corner of the tent. Charlotte wasn't gone very long and she returned with full water bottles. Mama and Virgil joined us at the rabbit pens. Okay, Mama stated, I've got Gail registered and the three of you are registered. What do we do now? I asked. After we get checked in by the judges, you are free to wander the fairgrounds, Mama said. Here is a $20 bill for each of you. That is all I am giving you, and it has to last for the rest of the week. Can I use this for rides? I ask. You can use it for rides, but it will also be your food allowance as well, Mama said. I would recommend that you make sandwiches tomorrow to bring with you so that you can make that money last. Yes, ma'am, I said. I'm going to head back home, Mama said. I expect for the four of you to be home by six o'clock. When will the rabbits be judged? I asked. They judge the rabbits on Wednesday, and if you place in the top ten, they will go to the auction on Friday night, Mama explained. The auction? I said. Do I get to keep the money? Did you buy the rabbits? Mama asked. No, ma'am, I replied. Did you pay for the food? Mama asked. No, ma'am. I replied. Did you feed and water them all by yourself? Mama asked. No, ma'am. I replied. Then it would not be fair for you to keep all the money, Mama said. Besides, first you have to make it to the auction, and then we can talk. Yes, ma'am, I dejectedly said. I am going, Mama said. I will see you at six o'clock tonight. Have fun. Gail, Charlotte, Virgil and I watched as Mama disappeared into the crowd. What do y'all want to do? I asked. I'm going to look at all the exhibits and all of the animals, Gail said. Why don't we stick together and then we can get some lunch? The four of us walked in and out of the tents containing all sorts of animals. Sheep, hogs, steers, chickens, and rabbits. Then we went to the vendor's tables where we all got ourselves a yardstick that was in a square shape and had a leather thong on the end of it that was looped through a hole that had been drilled into the yardstick. I stuck my hand through the thong and walked around like an English gentleman for the rest of the day using the yardstick as my walking cane. The next thing that we spotted were the carnival rides. The first one that we came to was called the Runaway Rickshaw. Gail, Charlotte, Virgil, and I each purchased a ticket, which was 50 cents. I could see that if I was going to be here all week, I would have to conserve my money. After the ride, we walked to a concession stand where I bought a corn dog and a Dr. Pepper. That was a dollar fifty, so now I was two dollars poorer. Charlotte spotted a booth that sold bracelets that cost $10, and it would allow you to ride as many rides as you wanted to for the entire week. Deal, I said to the others. After purchasing the bracelet, I had $8 left over. Another game that I spotted was a coin pusher machine. It was at that very moment that I knew that I had to guard my heart against gambling because that particular game was addicting to me. 
I had blown over three dollars in quarters trying to make the tower of quarters tumble into the ten below. With five dollars left for the week, I had to drag myself away from that game before I was in a financial disaster. At five o'clock, we left the fairgrounds and started for home, making sure to give ourselves plenty of time to make the six o'clock curfew. It took only 35 minutes to get from the fairgrounds to the house, and the four of us walked in the utility room at 5.45. For the next four mornings, we would repeat the same routine, leaving the house around 7.30, getting to the fairgrounds around 8.15, feeding and watering the rabbits and chickens, then riding rides and just having a grand time. Tuesday was the baking good judging, and Gail took second place with her red velvet cake. Tuesday was also the chicken judging. Virgil's chickens did not place. Wednesday rolled around, and now it was the rabbit contest. Charlotte's rabbits won second place, and the rabbits that I showed took tenth place. We were in the auction. I continued riding rides and playing carnival games while enjoying my freedom from school. When we returned to the house on Thursday, we ate dinner, and then George, Gina's boyfriend, surprised Mama with a cake that he had bought in, a, in Houston from a professional bakery. We all shared the cake, which was delicious, as we celebrated Mama's 44th birthday. On Friday, Charlotte and I prepared for the auction. Finally, it was time to auction off the rabbits. I watched as Charlotte stood in front of the auction crowd holding a rabbit in her hands. Someone started the bidding at $100. The price steadily climbed until the final bid of $2,800 was placed by Coach Fleming from Splendora. Finally, it was my time, and I, too, stood up in front of the auction crowd. Like Charlotte, the bid started at $100. The price again steadily climbed until the final bid of $1,000 was placed by Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the parents of my classmate, Eddie Smith. The Smiths ran a feed store and convenience store on the opposite side of Splendora from the Haydens over on West FM 2090. What an exciting week! I had dollar signs in my eyes as both checks were handed over to Mama. Both Coach Fleming and the Smiths gave the rabbits back to us. I bet you can't guess where those rabbits went. If you said the freezer, you were right, along with Virgil's chickens. Mama gave me only $20 from the entire haul. Part of the monies went to paying the feed bill and the cost of the rabbits. Gail and Charlotte each got a part of the proceeds and the rest of the money went into raising kids. Monday, March 31st rolled around and I returned to school, only to be greeted by Becky when I entered the school cafeteria, which is where we waited after getting off the bus until the first period bell rang. Wallace, Becky said, I have some very bad news. What is it? I, I asked. There's a new kid that showed up last week while you were gone, Becky began. His name is Bobby Thorpe. He and Jerry sure hit it off pretty well. That's okay, 
I said, Jerry and I have been friends since the first grade. I'm not worried. Becky is and has always been a good judge of circumstance. She was right. As my eighth grade year came to a close, mine and Jerry's friendship had faded, while his friendship with Bobby Thorpe remained strong until after graduation from high school. Now, don't get me wrong. Jerry and I remain friends, and I still talk to him at least once a year now that we are adults. But it was never the same after the Montgomery County Fair and those darn rabbits. 1980 was our last year of raising rabbits, much to my relief. This concludes The Rabbits by Wallace Gibbs. I sure hope that you enjoyed the story.